Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Hey everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the first season finale of Strange New Worlds, A Quality of Mercy. This is the one where, at Outpost 4 on the edge of the neutral zone, Pike meets Commander Hansen Al-Salah and his young son, Mott. This throws Pike for a loop, since Mott will be one of the two cadets that will die in the accident that will cripple and disfigure Pike seven years into the future. In his quarters, Pike begins to dictate a letter to Mott, informing him of his future death. But as he does so, an older Pike wearing the Monster Maroon uniform from the TOS films appears. He's a rear admiral from an alternate future who has gone back in time via time crystals from the Klingon monks of Borath to warn Pike that his attempt to save the lives of the officers involved in the accident as well his own will have devastating consequences, and to see it for himself, present Pike uses the time crystal to jump ahead to seven years in the future to start date 1709.2 when the Enterprise encounters the first Romulan vessel seen in Federation space in over a hundred years. Pike, along with the USS Farragut and its captain, James T. Kirk, must pursue the Romulan bird of prey before it crosses back into the neutral zone without causing an act of war. A Quality of Mercy is Star Trek basically doing What If, where it was Pike as captain of the Enterprise during the classic Balance of Terror episode from the original series, and not Kirk. And the way the episode weaves in scenes, moments, and lines from the episode, from present Pike arriving in the future during a wedding between two officers whom he's marrying, to the big reveal of the Romulans and Spock's eyebrow raise, at their similarity to the Romulan commander telling Pike that, you and I are of a kind. In a different reality... I could have called you friend, is a great example of how one can reference the original series without feeling like pandering fan service. The episode even goes further in its homage to the original episode with subtle visual things like the old school bar of light over Ortegas's eyes as her face is in shadow on the bridge. This is also the episode where we're introduced to Paul Wesley as our Kirk. This was a great way to reintroduce him without breaking continuity as this is a Kirk from an alternate future which helped to give Wesley a chance to give Kirk a test drive of the character. We'd see another 
alternate future version of him in Season 2's Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow before being properly introduced in Lost in Translation. And here, we see Kirk and Pike clash with each other as Pike wants to disable his ship and use diplomacy to defuse the conflict, while Kirk thinks tactically and insists on destroying the ship since not doing so would show weakness to the Romulans and start another war between them and the Federation. This episode is also important in resolving Pike's season-long character arc. Right from the beginning of the series, we've seen Pike try to reconcile with the knowledge of knowing exactly when he's going to be crippled and disfigured, as seen in the Menagerie two-parter from the original series. Even with the retconning of Season 2 of Discovery and that he knew his fate and accepted it, we saw him throughout the first season mulling over that information and wondering how he could effectively be captain. By experiencing this alternate future where him as captain of the Enterprise during the event of Balance of Terror led to another Romulan war that cost millions of lives and that Spock experienced his fate, thus destroying any chance of peace with the Romulans, Pike finally learns to accept his fate. Come. Captain, am I interrupting? No. I'm very glad to see you. But you saw me only moments ago. Right. You left the briefing suddenly. It was uncharacteristic. Was it? But now your demeanor appears changed. Having heard the boy's name, I cannot help but wonder if this pertains to your future. Let's just say I think the universe is telling me that some fates are inescapable. And even if I could get out of mine, it might just fall to someone else. Someone you know? Yes. Is that why you are very glad to see me? I believe I may owe you a debt of gratitude, Captain. Although for precisely what, I do not know. It's about you are a... You are very important to me. As are you to me, Captain. Chris. In memories I'd like to remember I'm meeting new people I'd like to recall Some of their names Like Larry and Steve By weaving this important personal story of Pike's with the high-concept plot of an alternate version of one of the classic TOS episodes, A Quality of Mercy brought the season of Strange New Worlds to a satisfying close and helped solidify it as the strongest first season of any of the modern Trek series. As for the rest of the episode, the title is not only another Shakespeare reference, this time to The Merchant of Venice, but to an episode of The Twilight Zone of the same name that Leonard Nimoy was a guest star of. Another subtle change in the alternate future is that with the officers that are engaged, it's the bride who dies this time around and not the groom. I'm hoping that the bigotry that Ortegas, the pilot of the Enterprise, shows in this episode is a reference to Lieutenant Stiles in Balance of Terror as a result of the darker alternate future and not reflective of the current 
Ortegas that we know and love. The cliffhanger of Una Chin Riley being taken into custody for violating the Federation's ban of genetic modification sets up the second season episode Ad Astra per Aspera, and would have had a bigger impact had Lower Decks not done a similar cliffhanger with Captain Freeman in their season 2 finale, First First Contact. And you can tell that Modern Trek now has money to burn with its budgets, and that they can now pay for song rights. While the previously covered Spock Amok used I'm Looking from Kings and Queens for their last scene and over the end credits, which is the first episode in Trek history to do that, I like the use of Melissa Carper's Making Memories as Pike is walking around the bridge and appreciating his crew. It's a perfect song that encapsulates Pike's journey and a wonderful note to end the season on. Join me tomorrow when we jump ahead to Season 2 of Strange New Worlds, where we have our first official crossover episode of Modern Trek, and bring this second season of 30 Day Trek to a close. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.